Hello and welcome to Wallet Street. Um, this is the second deep dive podcast. Um, last time I spoke with my friend Mora about how to buy a house, but today I'm really excited because I'm going to be talking with my friend Brett, who is a longtime friend of mine um, from high school from many, many years ago, um, about how to invest, how to start investing, and how to, what to do with your savings and kind of how to make that work um, for yourself. So I'm really excited to speak with her because one, she's been a longtime friend, like I mentioned, but two, she's someone who's really good at budgeting. She's really conscientious about her money and managing her money. So I think she would be a really good person to speak um, about for this topic. So I'll let you, Brett, I don't know if you have a few words you want to say or. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I'm really excited to be part of what of the, to be part of the second episode of Wallet Street. Um, yes, my name's Brett uh, Brawley. I'm a writer. Um, I work at the University of Alabama at Birmingham, uh, writing for their communications, um, their advancement communications. And I think it's funny that Charlotte says I'm good at budgeting because I'm really, <laughs> I'm really still working on it. It's a work in progress, but um, I am. I do kind of obsess a little bit over my money and daily spending. Um, and I'm definitely an amateur investor. So, but I will say that, you know, when I was thinking about it, I would have loved to talk to someone who had, who was an amateur and <laughs> just getting started <laughs> as well. So. Yeah. Well, I think this is what my hope is, is like, we're, this isn't for like Wall, Wall Street people talking to Wall Street people or like, right. <laughs> this isn't, you know, I think there's, that's a lot of jargon that gets thrown around that like doesn't really help like I think people who are not maybe in the finance industry or who are just starting out I think it can be quite overwhelming so absolutely um, yeah I'm excited to like get into it I guess maybe that's a good place to start is like how did you I guess when did you kind of start having investing on your radar and like what does that mean to you or like what did it mean to you at the time when you really started yeah, so I think um, I started thinking about it several years back, like seeing other people do it mm -hmm. and do it with such confidence, but it always seemed like just this area that I was like, well, that's just, I just don't know enough to even enter into that realm. And then on top of that, I kind of always thought that investing is what you do when you have a whole lot of extra money sitting around. Like you mm -hmm. should definitely have a big cash savings and then, okay, now I'm like comfortable with where I'm at with my cash savings and I'm just going to start investing, which I think is definitely a good way to go. Um, but I think what's, what you're comfortable with is probably different for every person. Um, so, so that, you know, several years, um, I kind of thought about it, to be honest. And then um, actually in 2017, I got divorced and I sort of started from scratch financially and it was kind of it was very liberating to just say like, I'm in control 100%. I make all the decisions about how my <laughs> money's being spent and I don't have to check in with anyone. And it, so that was kind of a fun way to, it was, it was really liberating. That's when I got really into like my, my budget and I started using an, um, a tool. Um, I use uh, You Need a Budget, mm -hmm. um, which is, I think, awesome. Um, and so that really helped me start to um, put together a decent amount of savings. Mm -hmm. And I think what really helped me kind of jump into it 
was um, talking to people who were currently investing and who kind of saw it um, as a as a no brainer. And so I realized that, okay, so right, I, maybe I don't have what I somehow put in my mind as the magical number of cash savings before I would start investing some of it. But I shifted to thinking of investing as a way to grow my savings, mm-hmm. um, as a kind of an active way to make my money grow. I mean, it would obviously hopefully grow faster than it would just sitting in a savings account at whatever interest, tiny little interest rate um, I have. So um so I think it was about a year and a half ago that I sort of jumped in. And um, like I said, I'm still, I'm still very new to the process, but uh, I'm happy I did it. And I, I wish I had done it even like longer ago. So. I think you brought up a really good point And it's something I've thought a lot about is like this idea that you have to know, or like everyone else who's investing, like knows something that you don't and you feel kind of dumb. And even as someone who like, I worked in the financial industry and like, you know, were, was around all these people and I still felt like super um, dumb and like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And again, like same thing. I, I like waited. I was like, oh, I'm just going to put everything in cash or like just have everything until I have a nice little cash savings. Like I think people tell you like, oh, save six months of expenses or whatever. Um, and it wasn't really till I got like far beyond that point that then I was like, oh, maybe I should start doing something with my money. But I don't know why that is that we feel that there is like this magical day that we will like feel like we know what we're doing. I think right. for me this past year, it was like, I started this year kind of as one of my new year's resolutions was like, okay, I'm actually going to invest stuff. And I was really hard on myself because it was probably a new year's resolution of mine for the past like seven years. <laughs> I never did it. Yeah. And then, and then I just, I don't know, I guess I just started to actually do it and not really think so much about the like big picture, but just like at one day I was just like, Oh, let me just buy $50 of this or let me put a hundred dollars in this account. Yeah. And then I realized this past week when I was kind of thinking about the year, I was like, Oh, like I actually over time have like chipped away a lot more than I thought I had. So I'm just curious kind of how, like, how did you make that leap from like being afraid or being like maybe, um, maybe afraid is not the right word, but I'm not sure how to start and like actually start doing it. I mean, I think afraid is actually not the worst word to use because it definitely, I mean, I've always just, the way I've looked at it has always been, there's definite risk involved, which there is. Mm -hmm. Right. But I mean, um, I think after speaking to a couple of people, um, one person in particular sort of just kind of showed me the logic of like, okay, say you invest in Apple, we can look at the long, like the long term story of Apple. It's, we have reason to believe that it's going to continue to go up and they're probably not going to tank and you're not going to lose all your money tomorrow. And so that's where I was like, okay, yeah, that this seems like this isn't the craziest thing I could be doing. Um, and I think what happened is I had I just really been playing with the idea like, you know what, next paycheck, I'm going to take some of that savings money and just invest it. And I, the funny, I feel like the funny one I invested is kind of a funny one. I invested in Beyond Meat um, when they oh, went. Yeah, the burger thing or like the yeah. finger thing. <laughs> yeah. So they, I started hearing stories about them going public and that they were going to, and they, they did really well at first. I think mm-hmm. they like, and I, and I, that was a lesson I learned too is. Maybe wait till they got start dipping back down, 
to buy because mm -hmm. I bought probably too high. And um, I think I just bought like two shares. And in the end, I've, I've sold that since because it really didn't do anything. And in fact, I think I lost money on it a little bit for a while. Um, I maybe broke even when I sold it, but it was kind of just a funny, I felt like, well, I heard like a story that morning on NPR. I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna, let's just, this is the one I'm just gonna try. I'm just gonna jump in and see what happens. So, yeah. It's funny you um, say that. And actually before I move on, I forgot this time I was gonna put a disclaimer at the start that like none of us is a financial advisor. Right. We're not, like, <laughs> don't listen to, don't listen to me. Yeah. So I just want to like, caveat that I meant to do that at the top, but um, yeah, just disclaimer that we are um, not financial advisors. Um, but uh, yeah, it, the I kind of did a similar thing where I was, because I had joined a crypto uh, crypto company um, as for my job, I was like, oh, maybe I should start, like I had never invested in crypto before. And I was like, maybe that should be good just for like learning for work, like buying some Bitcoin. And I was really, overwhelmed by that but I put also put like I mean you I couldn't afford one whole bitcoin which is like it was at the time probably like ten thousand dollars or something I was like that's insane I'm not gonna put that much money in so I was like okay what can I afford I was like basically like the equivalent of like two lunches so I was like I'll put twenty five dollars into bitcoin and then I'll just see what happens and similar to um what you were talking about with beyond me which I assume the price per share at that time was like maybe anywhere from ten to 30-ish dollars per share? It was like, oh gosh, it was even higher. It was like maybe $100 a okay. share or something crazy. Like, okay. I mean, that's like it, like, I don't really know why it did. I can't even remember why it did so well. I think it was positioned to like enter McDonald's or something and that didn't work out or <laughs> something like that. But um, uh, People decided they liked meat, I guess. <laughs> they were like, no, I don't think our customers are the veggies, but the vegetarians. Um, but yeah, but like, I feel like starting with an amount that like, for me felt very like I was like if Bitcoin tanks and goes to zero like I'm very comfortable with like saying goodbye to that money yeah. like yeah. a much more approachable way than to think about like thousands of dollars or like my entire savings like that to me was too overwhelming to like do anything with. Exactly yeah I told myself like if this is a lesson I learned that costs this much money you know it's not the worst lesson in the world right but like to have spent that kind of money on but I think I I also was like, I don't think I'm going to let it get really bad. I, I mean, I'll watch the news. I'll pay attention if it does tank, which seems unlikely. Okay. Yeah, yeah we tr I tried. <laughs> so. Who were, you mentioned a couple of times, like speaking to people helped you um, uh, kind of learn more um, without, I mean, obviously you don't have to shout out like individual names, um, but are there like, was it like family, friends, like people at work, I guess, yeah. generally who did you turn to? Really, actually, it was my boyfriend. He's, oh. um, he's been pretty, like, to him, to me, like, my perception of his approach to investing is almost like it's a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. His money is going to have to sit somewhere, so it might as well sit where it can grow. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not, I'm not totally sure of every um, approach. He has some stocks. I know he's got a mutual fund, has some stuff in a mutual mm -hmm. fund, and in some ETFs. Mm -hmm. So he's pretty... He's got it going, a lot of different things going, I'm, you know, but he, um, I think just talking to him and seeing his approach and it just made me feel really at ease. Like, let's, mm -hmm. let me just start, I'll start with something and I could ask for his advice mm -hmm. as we go. Um, and I've got kind of emotional and moral support there. <laughs> so, 
yeah, he, um, he's, I think, pretty money savvy and sort of helped me build my confidence too and get yeah. going. Yeah, that's, it's interesting you say that. I found I had, when I was starting out with crypto, I'd asked some, some people at work um, who were, who were mostly men who like had invested in crypto to kind of get their advice. And they were so same thing, like very comfortable with it. Like clearly we're, you know, in it a lot that that gave me like comfort because basically I would just ask them, Hey, like, where should, like, where do I buy a Bitcoin? I don't even know where to go or like do that. Like, um, it's helpful, but I wonder, it's one of the questions I've always had is like, I wondered if this is also a really gendered thing about investing. Cause I have noticed that even women I work with at work who are in finance, like we don't really talk about each other's finances with each other um, mm. or talk about investing with each other, even if we work in the industry. And it's always something that, I don't know, I kind of thought about it. It's, it's a little bit of a tangent, which I'm yeah. sure we could do a whole podcast on, but. That's, yeah, I think that's a really interesting point though. Cause I, I mean, I do talk with some friends about it, but it's mostly like, have you tried this? And we're all like, mm, I don't really know, you know? Um, and I, I do think that there's this kind of like, it's still, maybe it's how we're taught to be polite or whatever. Like is talking about money really appropriate? Yeah. Or, or I also have this weird fear of, I'm still going to look ignorant, you know, mm-hmm. even, even though I'm, I'm in this a little bit, I'm still going to appear like, I don't know what I'm talking about. So. Yeah. It's just, it's funny. Cause like a lot of, I'm like, I have all these friends who are like very smart, very accomplished in like the different professions that they do. And they're all like, you know, either we don't talk about it with each other or they have expressed to me like questions or hesitations or like not feeling confident in this area. And it's something that I think is really important for, um, uh, to be more talked about, which I guess is kind of the goal of like what I'm absolutely yeah. launch this. But um, anyway, sorry, that's like more of a tangent, not to get too like touchy feely, but I think it's important. <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah, I, I really do. Financial um, um, literacy, I think, yeah, is something I lacked for a long time, and I'm really trying to make up for lost time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that there's this like again having worked like working working in the industry. I feel like a lot of it is this barrier of like language. It's like the, it's like people make it out to seem more complex than it is because they just put like fancy words that you could use, you could use simpler words to say what you're trying to say. And like, there's all this jargon out there and complex like complexities that people put around it. But really it's, I think far more simple than people make it out to be is like something I've always, um, I don't know, thought about, but. I agree with you. I do. Um, I, I still feel like there are some things that I, uh, you know, I still don't know about, or I still wish I knew more about, but it, it was pretty surprisingly straightforward to just go ahead and, and get started. Yeah. And, um, did you, when you started, did you think about like any kind of goals you had in mind or was it, or was the goal in and of itself just to like, let me just practice this kind of almost yes. the muscle. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The latter for sure. I didn't have any sort of like, let's try to reach a certain financial goal. I just wanted to get comfortable with it mm-hmm. and then let's just see where I go from there. And my approach was really just, uh, I wanted to accumulate some stock and, and that's really all I'm doing almost all of what I'm doing right now still mm-hmm. is just I've invested in stock that I think are, is going to do well long term mm-hmm. and then um, 
yeah, I, I mean, I basically I decided on an amount I was comfortable taking from my savings to put into this. And mm -hmm. then I, um, yeah, I mean, just still, I feel like that's kind of, I still don't really have a, a good long-term goal probably. And I probably should reevaluate that. And I think next year um, I am actually about to start a new job um, in a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and it is, yeah. a, it is a, <laughs> I'm excited. Um, it is a, a pay bump. And um, so I'm hopeful that I'll be able to make, to meet some new goals next yeah. year and put away a little bit more and grow my money a little bit more. So, um, well then uh, this actually comes at, uh, a question I wanted to ask maybe a little bit later, but I think it's um, on topic now is like, so thinking about like your paycheck or how to set aside money, is it like, do you feel like it's something you like to look at like every, like, is it something you look at once a month or every paycheck or um, I guess how often are you either allocating money to these um, investments and two, like how often do you check like how things are progressing on your I'm assuming you're using an app of some sort or some kind of website. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I'm using, uh, I, I don't even really, I can't even remember how I landed on this, but I'm using TD Ameritrade yeah. um, as my platform. And um, uh, so way, we're not sponsored by TD Ameritrade, <laughs> but if TD Ameritrade wants to sponsor us, like, <laughs> um, I, Hey, I've been, I've, it's worked for me. It's, it's been, it's been a good platform for me. Um, and so right now, still, my approach is if I have enough money that I feel comfortable allocating, I, um, if I hear about something that I'm interested in maybe investing, I think that I think will be a good investment, then I'll do it. So for instance, um, like Tesla, when their stock split a few months back, um, I was like, okay, well, now I can afford Tesla. So mm -hmm. I, I grabbed a couple of Tesla shares and then yeah, that's been really fun. And I feel like I check it more often than I should because it's been fun to be like, Ooh, look at my Tesla grow. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, it's more than doubled, which is really crazy to me. And I'm, I'm curious how long it's going to keep going that way and, and what will happen. So I do find myself, I think, logging in kind of often to just see what's going yeah. on. Um, but so I, there has not been a pattern so far for me or a, or a, um, like a regimen that I'm following with my paychecks on, okay, this much I'm going to invest. Um, but like I said, in terms of 2021 and, um, a new kind of amount that I can start saving every month, I definitely think I want to start looking at what makes sense for me to pull from my, whether it's a hundred or $200 a month that goes mm -hmm. into investing. And yep. then what kind of investing is that? I don't know if I, for right now, like I said, I only am doing stocks at the moment. I, I do have some money in an ETF, but what makes sense long-term? What's a more secure investment? And honestly, I don't have the answer to those questions. Like what is an appropriate amount to pull out or, you know, and what is the best way to start investing? Like I've never gone into cryptocurrency. So like, that's intriguing to me too, but I have, I really have zero knowledge about that. So you can be, <laughs> you can be my resource. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, um, so yeah, right, it, it has been definitely kind of sporadic this year, but moving forward, I do want to have more of a, of a, a strategy for sure. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, well, I, doing a crypto, like how to invest in crypto is something that I was gonna, it's definitely a podcast I've slated I'd like to do in January, um, just because it's a question that I get from a lot of friends about like, where do I go or how do I actually do it? Awesome. Um, Good. I can't wait to hear it. I'm excited to do that. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know the strategy. Like, I feel like, you know, I started investing with like just a, 
amounts I was comfortable with. So it was like, okay, I $25 or $50 here or there. And then when I would look at my paycheck, like at the end or my checking account at the end of the month and like after I had paid all my bills or paid, you know, credit card and all that, like, okay, how much is left over? Like, what can I move into um, my investing account? And that's kind of like how I um, started just because I'm like nervous to over allocate or over risk. Like I am really risk averse. So I just like, I'm nervous to put too much at risk, but I don't know if that's the right way. Like I don't, I honestly, if anyone out there knows like what percentage to put in these kinds of things, like, let me know. Um, As you you invest, are you kind of, what are you choosing? I'm curious. Are you doing more cryptocurrency? Are you? um, I've done some crypto, although I stopped a little bit recently just because the prices have gone up really high. Um, uh, But I I do a combination of stock and um, crypto. I try to also do just general like funds, um, stock like um, ETFs. Um, like, I don't know, I, I don't feel like I'm smart enough to be a good stock picker. So I sometimes do like more general funds, but, um, that's been cool. I've also been using, um, a couple of applications that launched uh, fractional share investing, which have been helpful because cool. for stocks that are like really expensive, that way you can buy like a fraction of a share rather than having to wait to buy the whole, like the whole of one share which that has been kind of cool to be able to just do pieces. Um, But yeah, it's been, um, I don't know. I'm still figuring it out as a go. I I don't know the answer. I feel like like month by month, you kind of just are like, what looks good to me here? I'm going to maybe try to look at it a little bit more than month by month, like maybe a week. It it kind of depends. Like some days I'm like much more on my phone and on the apps and some days I forget and like a week will go by and someone will say something about like, oh, the market went up or down and I'm like, oh shoot, I should see like what <laughs> what's going on with my app. Yeah. So okay. um, makes sense. That's definitely like, I don't know that I have the right answer. I feel like I wish I were more um, good about checking it every day. I'm really not. I just, I don't know. I just forget. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like I check mine probably a couple of times a week, which still probably, I don't know. I, the, with my approach, I'm not sure what makes the most sense, but I'm kind of, as long as I can kind of hear what the market's doing, as long as it's not, like I, I had a moment, you know, of course, when the, when the pandemic was starting, mm-hmm. watching everything, just, yeah, I was just like, oh, wow, what a bad time for me to start trying to invest. <laughs> um, and I almost... I was like, should I sell it? Like, how bad is this going to get? You yeah. know? But I, I tried not to panic and it did, obviously it came back. So. Yeah. I think that's like one of the reasons I was so nervous to start is like, maybe it's a product of being, um, when, when we were, I guess we were like in college when 2008, 2009 hit is like, that was such a traumatizing time to like, graduate and like in a job and like it was just like you were hearing about the market taking tanking all the time like I think that was also why it took me so long and why I felt like I needed to be in such a more secure place financially to start actually putting market money into the markets is because of that that's a great point yes (laughs) it did seem that's true that's a really good point it did seem like there's real danger there's real you know it, it things could go badly. We've seen them go badly before. Yeah. So I do think that's why maybe a lot of 
people our age do kind of approach this with a little like with fear like that word you used yeah. earlier so but I wonder yeah but then I'm like maybe I over indexed that way because then I felt like I lost like now we're 2020 I'm like did I lose basically like 10 years of potential investing because I was like I, I mean who knows what the right answer is I guess if we like knew perfectly how the markets were going to do we would both not need to work and be like living on a beach like <laughs> island so you know who knows but yeah I've thought about that too just like you know I mean I think about that in a lot of different aspects with money um you know man I didn't have it together when I was first starting I wasn't saving enough or I didn't know how to budget correctly and I think um and I and I've thought about that a lot with investing like why didn't I just do this so much earlier um I could have done something so small 10 years ago or you know even five years ago and it would have made a big difference but I think we just have to not treat yeah. ourselves that way. We need it. We need, we're all, we're learning and you know what, we're starting now and not in our fifties or, you know, so let's just see how we're looking in 10 years. <laughs> exactly. And like, yeah, hindsight's 2020, which is funny because this is 2020, but yeah. it will soon be over. Thank God. <laughs> we'll take a whole new meeting. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm looking through some of the other questions that, I had, and I feel like we've actually covered a lot of these. Um, one of the, uh, I think, things you mentioned was the first thing kind of you bought in and invested in. You talked about like the Beyond Meats um, uh, I, um, IPO when they first went public. Mm -hmm. But was there anything like surprising or something you didn't really think of when you did that or when you started investing that you kind of like realized after? Um, I think the first thing is I just, you know, I, I do feel like I've learned that my timing buying that probably wasn't the best. Mm -hmm. I, sh I was like, why not? Let's just do it. Let's see where it'll go. I think this is the way of the future. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, it didn't take off the way I think people predicted. And it, um, I think that it was honestly, I, I might've bought it just a little bit below when it kind of peaked, mm -hmm. but still it was probably, I probably paid too much for it. So I've kind of been trying to be a little bit more strategic moving mm -hmm. forward. If I notice that the market's having a bad day, maybe that is a good time to go ahead and, mm -hmm. you know, grab a few shares in something I've been curious about. Yeah. And um, just, yeah, trying to be, it's helped me be a little bit more um, savvy or it, it, and strategic. Like for instance, going back to Tesla, it split and it went really high the first couple of days. So I waited like a week or two and just mm -hmm. kind of watched it dip, dip like back down yeah and so that's when i bought so that was something that i wish i had thought about a little bit more but i was also kind of eager at that point to just get started <laughs> yeah. um so yeah um it's funny you say that because i um i always think of you as like you're one of my most fashionable friends but like you've always done an amazing job of like you're really good at finding like good deals like shopping on a budget and like you always found like really good stuff I'm so flattered <laughs> that you think that well, no, but like you were always really I don't know like you always found like really cool stuff and like um thank you like you'd be like oh I found this at a cool like thrift store or, like I found this at this place and I'm like oh my gosh she's so trendy and cool <laughs> I want to be her friend yeah. um but it like it kind of I feel like those skills in a way are transferable to the market and I've kind of like thought about that myself as like you know, it's like eyeing something that you know you want, but like waiting for like, okay, well, I'm not going to pay full price for it. I'm going to wait for it to go on sale kind of 
Yes. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's a, that's a sure way that I know at least make a little bit of money, (laughs) whether or not this just sits there, at least maybe I made 50 bucks or something. Um, Um, By the way, I think like you are one of my most fashionable friends as well. (laughs) Like your European, um, the the whole European French vibe that you always have is just so chic. Not today. And today I'm like in like three layers of like sweatshirts because I'm freezing in the house and um so cold it's I crazy. Feel like pandemic times I've definitely oh yeah I wear like athletic clothes every day yeah <laughs> redefining athleisure wear this year exactly. for sure um so what like uh are you in terms of t- looking into different types of things to invest in like um in 2021 it you mentioned kind of trying to maybe allocate more of your paycheck to stuff. Like, are there any other things you're looking to try out or um, do you think you'll stick to kind of like what you've been doing so far? Um, I think I definitely, um, well, actually I have to say, I don't know still. I, um, I'm thinking about mutual fund. I don't even have anything in a mutual fund yet. Um, I've seen like, for instance, my boyfriend, I've seen his money and I forget which he's invested in, a fund and it has grown so much mm-hmm. in like a couple of years and that just kind of blows my mind so I think um and I know a lot of those require like a minimum amount mm-hmm. I believe yeah so I just need to kind of figure that out and you know get that money together and start there um and like your approach of just kind of looking at general funds which mm-hmm. I think is smart um rather than maybe just banking in a company mm-hmm. in an individual company um I'd like to do more of that. So really my approach this year is to just kind of branch out and try new things and kind of just read and study more. Mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of thought, thinking about um, meeting with a financial planner. And okay. actually I would love your thoughts on that. I have no one in mind at this point, but um, I mean, do you, this is like how little I know, would a financial planner be able to advise on that kind of thing? I'm- I think, um, I think so. They'd be able, I mean, I think a wealth manager or something like that might be more around like which investments to investment, like which specific assets or like you want to pick in the market. But I think a financial planner probably would be helpful in terms of like thinking more like from a strategic perspective about like, this is how much I make or like what I'm saving for. Like, do I want to save for a house? Um, do I want to save for a car and whatever? any other big asset purchases down the road. Um, I don't know, that's, I'm also like maybe talking out of my ass because I've never been to a financial planner. So that's what like I'm envisioning. Um, But I will say like to loop back to um, what I talked with my friend Maura on the last podcast about, which was about saving for like buying homes. And one of the things she said, and both some of my other friends I talked to in preparation for that, were like they talked to, like mortgage uh, lenders and like their bank to think about like what could they afford in terms of budgeting for um, a mortgage. And um, they said that that was really helpful just to like understand better all the ins and outs of the finances there. And I think that whether it's talking to a mortgage lender or just a general financial advisor, I think that's something I definitely want to do for like beginning of 2021 is, is even if I don't like plan to move forward with some kind of big purchase or I'm not ready for that yet. Like just to have someone to check, do like a check-in of like, this is kind of where you're at 
would be helpful or like to have someone who's a financial planner be like, hey, like this is where maybe you should think more about, I don't know, X or Y, I, I don't know. Um, I totally agree. Yeah. I think that what this has shown me, um, this investing process and, and kind of my whole, you know, like I said, just trying to get myself on track financially and, you know, just trying to be more responsible and think more about my future has shown me that I really just don't know what I don't know. Yeah. And um, so I really feel that like talking to someone or just working hard on like arming myself with knowledge as I kind of move forward um, is really my, my 2021 goal, just to learn more about how I can make my money grow in a smart way and achieve goals. Like I do want to buy a house sometime, maybe within the next five years. Um, and if I'm talking about living in California, that seems like, I don't know how I'm ever going to accomplish that. So maybe five years is a lofty goal. I don't know, but I believe in you. <laughs> what? I said, I believe in you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I think that, um, but like meeting with someone to help me visualize how I can get there I yeah. think would be great. No, that's, yeah, that's also, that's, I think, smart. And like, um, I feel like it's, it's like weird when you think about the financial journey of like, you know, um, it's like you go, like you're with your parents and then you go to school and like, um, a lot of people take on a lot of debt at that point, which like obviously really changes, you know, your financial path. And then it's kind of like, then I feel like you go into like a don't really think about things and then you hit like maybe when you you're in a serious relationship or you start to get older then you're like oh maybe i should like get a house or get a car or get or like save for like college tuition again <laughs> even though i just paid my last tuition off um and then you can start all over again but i feel like there's like this kind of lull in between where you're you're just kind of trying to get by like you know paycheck or just kind of like trying to um, make it through and you don't really think so much about the future. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my salary when I first started out was definitely not investing salary, you know? So yeah, you're really, I mean, for the longest time, like I feel lucky. I would, my, the work where I have worked for the last, um, uh, several years has had a mandated, um, retirement system where okay. I have to put in a certain amount every month. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful for that because I really don't know if I would have put in that amount starting that early if it hadn't been for that. Um, cause it's true at that age, we're just kind of floating. Yeah. <laughs> just That's trying to make ends meet, figure things out. It's, um, I'm glad you brought up the retire, the mandated retirement thing because um, one of the economists at University of Chicago that I, um, I didn't take the class with him, but I read one of his books and he did research on this thing where like the behaviors that people choose were like basically um, people weren't in like employers would offer 401ks, but people wouldn't opt into them. They would just like kind of believe that they wouldn't even like, even if their employer matched the amount of money, but people were just they forgot about it or they were lazy or they just like didn't think about like opting in so basically he argued like you should actually the default should be to just automatically enroll people into those um plans and then allow people to then opt out if they want so rather than designing the system to be an opt-in make it more of an opt-out so that the default setting is like more beneficial to people um brilliant i, I cool. definitely think that's a good idea yeah, it's um 
I, I bought the book and I read the first chapter and I still haven't gone through the rest of the book, but that was the first chapter and it was great. <laughs> oh, that sounds, that sounds super interesting. I'm sure yeah, the rest I mean, of the book is great too. I think at that age, I don't even like, I don't think I even saw it as real money. And I still have a hard time thinking, oh, this money I have in retirement, it's like pretend money. Maybe one day I'll get to use yeah. it. Um, but I think at that age, especially, it's really hard to think about that seriously and I'm I am glad that like I said that it was mandated I don't know where I would be if it weren't <laughs> so um as we wrap up here I guess is there anything like you wish you had known earlier or that you've learned now that you like wish you could tell yourself when you were starting out this process yeah I honestly wish I had just talked to someone or figured out what I wanted to do a little bit earlier and not been afraid to just get going. Um, I think a lot about too, you know, being married, I, um, I thought like, Oh, that might be interesting to invest. Mm -hmm. But, um, and I never really, I don't think I ever really pushed it um, with my husband at the time, but I think I was in such a, I mean, I think it's good to be in a partnership, right. When you're in a partnership, mm -hmm. but I think I was kind of like, well, this would have to be something we both want, which is mm -hmm. probably my naive young mentality. I think that, you know, um, moving forward in life, I want to maintain a sort of independence with my finances, even mm -hmm. as in a partnership. And that's just a personal thing, but I think I shouldn't have let anyone else's or what I perceive to be anyone else's, um, financial goals dictate my own. Yeah. And so I, I do wish that I had just been a little bit more bold and just jumped into it earlier and not let not uh, my lack of knowledge on, like you said, how do I even go buy cryptocurrency? You know what I mean? Like I didn't even know, I'm like, what does one do? I've heard of like E-Trade or, you know what I mean? I've heard of, like, I can think of commercials I had heard of, but I didn't even know how those worked. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yes, all that to say, this is a long winded way of saying, I just wish I had been less afraid. So I would hope that anyone who is thinking about it would just dive in and not be, and, and um, trust your instincts, but now is a good time to get started. I wouldn't, I think it's better than putting it off any longer. Yeah, I think um, doing it in like amounts that you're like comfortable with. Absolutely, definitely. For me, it doesn't have to be your whole savings. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, try with a hundred dollars. Yeah. But like, I felt like it was like, okay, like I could either like buy this dress or I can put this money in like a, I don't know, some kind of fund or something. And that was kind of like how I thought about it. Or um, especially in the pandemic, it's like, oh, I'm not eating out for lunch for work. So like, I'm going to put that instead. Oh, that's smart. Words. Yeah. Um, or that stimulus check if we're lucky to be employed with that check you know maybe that's a good you know yeah exactly putting some of that um are there any like parts of the process that you enjoy or that are like highlights to you um or do you find it all just kind of like okay i'm just doing this because it's my I yeah. it's my future. <laughs> I think it's fun. I mean, it's kind of like a game, <laughs> which is the, maybe the healthiest way to look at it. I mean, like I said, it's, um, it's interesting to see what influences stocks, what drives prices up, um, what makes them go down. I mean, I think following um, the news and just kind of watching the market has been just extremely interesting to me. Mm -hmm. And so I've, I've enjoyed that part. It's helped me, I think, just 
pay attention to financial news a lot more and um, helped me make more educated choices. Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, I mean, when you can see your money doing well, it feels good. Um, of course, on the flip side, you know, <laughs> it doesn't when it's not. But um, my, I mean, my strategy too has been, I'm not taking big risks with my stocks at this point. Yeah. I am investing in companies that I've seen have good success in the long term, or that I think, you know, like for instance, when I'm looking at is, or that I have invested in is a cannabis company mm-hmm. that I, and I, again, I'm kind of relying on secondhand information or I've, I've read some, a little bit about it, but the shares are really cheap and it has the potential, I think for if and when cannabis becomes legal across the country, that it could it could grow so my point there being it's just you know it's just kind of fun to study different areas of the market and um play around that's that's part that part has been fun yeah i've I've not really explored the cannabis um (laughs) uh investing sector but maybe that will be a new thing for me in 2021 um i definitely think though that um, it seems like policy-wise, at least, it will become more and more, um, like, the macro trend is, like, it'll become probably more legal in yeah. more states as we keep going, so. Um, yeah, it was interesting when Biden got elected, when his, when that was confirmed. Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool to see the, that go up a little bit, all the... Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're pro, they think, like, he'll be, I guess, more favorable uh, to that industry, I assume. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Anything else? Um, any last words or anything like we didn't talk about that you wanted to talk about that I didn't ask or cover? Or... Um, I mean, I don't think so. I think that, um, like I said, I think this is, I just wish that um, maybe this podcast had been something I listened to way back then, um, way back a year and a half ago, but even, you know, earlier um i I think like you said it's really important i think to um i don't know empower other women to feel like we can just you know to talk about this kind of stuff and to not be afraid to jump in and not to feel like our partners have or you know i don't want to dive too much into that i know that everyone's financial decisions are different but to feel that independence that yeah let's go ahead this is my money i've worked hard for it and i'm gonna i want to make it grow No, that's a great point to to end on. I feel like we work so hard to like, you know, we work hard for our money. Like you work long hours and, you know, everyone's hustled for a long time. And, um, you know, you want to like obviously make the most out of that um, rather than, you know, just then kind of not do anything. Um, And yeah, hopefully this is helpful and um, it's been helpful for me. I just like enjoy talking about it with friends more. I think that's something that I'm definitely trying to do rather than being so um, off about it. So um, cool. And then I always like to ask because I'm um, always interested in like book or movie recommendations or anything, but are, is there anything good that you're either reading or music you're listening to or movies, shows that you're watching? Yeah. Um, okay. So I just finished this memoir called Stray by, Stephanie Dandler. Um, she was the author who wrote Sweet Bitter. is a novel that came out last year. I haven't read the novel, um, but a friend of mine passed this along to me, and it was, it's really good. It's, it's intense in some parts, but it's about a girl who, you know, she was, she was born and raised in California, moved away, and then felt LA calling back to her, and mm-hmm. 
wanted to um, return. So I, I was appreciative that my friend lent this to me because it yeah. did strike a lot of um, like, you know, chords with me just yeah. moving back to LA after having been in Alabama for so long. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also started 1491. Have you read that? It's, no. uh, it's about, um, I mean, I'm truly only like 30 pages into it, but it's kind of a anthropology um, book. It, it looks at what the country, what our, what North America looked like before Columbus arrived and kind uh -huh. of addresses, I think what people think was um, civilization then, but what um, archeologists and anthropologists have discovered was civilization. So, to, you know, I don't really know what it was yet because I'm only like 20 pages in, but it sounds really interesting. So I recommend it so far. That sounds so interesting and like something, um... I remember when we, um, I don't know if this is sharing too much, but I guess I'll share is like, we yeah, went yeah. Do it. to Mexico City together and went to the National Archaeology yeah. Museum. I don't know if I'm getting the name right, but it was awesome. And it was like super yeah. interesting. And I kind of wish I like, now I want to read that book and like go back to that museum. Yes. It's talking about a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and just looking at where those civilizations were. And here we thought, and I'm not even going to really dive into details because I don't know, but, you know, we thought that maybe they, people were there starting at this time, but it looks like it was much longer. And how did they get there? If, you know, the Bering Strait was, it, you know what I mean? All this kind of, yeah, it's super cool. Super fascinating. That's so I would love to nerd out on that. That sounds great. Um, yeah. I will put that on my library backlog do it well well yeah i've i just started the queen's gambit which i know i'm slow on the uptake because i feel like everyone's already watched it oh, it's, it's really so, good yes it's so good it's so good up to all the buzz yes i loved that um that's what i'm i have on my list right now so what are you reading right now um i've got a couple uh books going on um one is wait i have it here because i'm blinking on the name um Oh, Dispatches from Pluto, which actually I think you might like. Um, it's about a guy who uh, is from New York and then it's a true story. It's like a memoir. He and his girlfriend moved to Mississippi and like buy a house in Mississippi and it's about their time there. Um, oh, cool. So I'm reading that, which a friend gave to me. So that's cool. And then I also got for Christmas Barack Obama's memoir, which I haven't started yet, but is also on my nightstand. So I think it's cool. Yeah, I want to I want to read that too. I actually feel like listening to that one might be cool because I really like his voice. <laughs> yeah, that's actually yeah. it. Probably very soothing. He has a very soothing voice. It does. Um, but yeah, that dispatches from Pluto sounds really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to put that one on my list. I, yeah, I'm a few chapters in, so it's good so far. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank and, you for having me. Um, I definitely would love to have you back. I feel like there's so many good um, topics that you'd be able to chat with me on. So, well, I'm looking forward to future episodes, and I think this is just an awesome podcast. So, thank you so much. Thanks for doing it. Yeah. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Bye.